Hey, it's Rafa Chua, and welcome back to So Far So Good, the socially distanced podcast. We're here on episode two, entitled Feeding the Frontlines. This episode features our interview with Chef Edward Bugia, who's using his restaurant, Mimi and Bros, to feed those risking their lives at the frontlines in the fight against COVID-19. This interview was originally aired on April 19 and was originally conducted all the way back on April 16, 2020. Special thanks goes to Lorenzo Tal for serving as production consultant in this episode and putting us in touch with Chef Ed. You can watch Chef Ed on YouTube under the name Chef Edward and support Frontline Feeders PH at FrontlineFeedersPH.com. Music used in this episode is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License and includes Hat the Jazz by Twin Musicom and Airport Lounge Disco Ultra Lounge by Kevin McLeod. Enjoy the show and remember to hold on to hope in these uncertain times. When we're confronted with bad news at every turn, it's easy to lose sight of the hope that keeps us going. I'm Rafa Chua, and I've made it my mission to share stories of hope in the midst of our uncertain times, to prove that anyone, anywhere, can do their small part today to solve even the biggest of problems. Welcome to the Socially Distanced Talk Show. Welcome to So Far, So Good. The effort against COVID-19 is being fought on multiple fronts. In the hospitals, on the streets, in homes across the country, and in public office, just to give a few examples. But a certain group of volunteers have decided to bring this fight into their kitchens. Movements to feed the hard-working frontliners keeping COVID-19 at bay have sprung up across the country in the form of community kitchens, restaurants, or people just cooking from home. As the quarantine drags on and on with no clear end in sight, Healthy and nutritious meals are more important than ever to keep our frontliners in the fight. To get a behind-the-scenes look at how this happens, I reached out to Chef Edward Bugia, a professional chef and head of food and beverage operations at the MFT Group of Companies. Once again, Chef Ed, thank you for joining us on this show. For those of you watching, no, Chef Ed is a celebrity chef, if we may call you that. <laughs> you're behind popular restaurants such as Pino Resto Bar, The Burger Project, and Mimi and Bros. And you're also the head of food and beverage operations at the MFT group of companies. Today, Chef Ed, I wanted to talk to you in particular about something which you've been doing with Mimi and Bros recently, which is you started an effort in a partnership with Frontline Feeders. To date, as of April, I think, you fed over 1,300 Frontliners. Is that right? Actually, it's not the real-time update. Um, as of this moment, we're already at 1,700 ano, wow. uh, medical Frontliners. Yeah. So around how many plates does that translate to like each day? Um, I think we average around, it depends eh, uh, on which hospital requests for food from us. It's either we we get, we feed around 500 per day or 600 per day or sometimes um, just 100 uh, on weekends. Because on weekends, a lot of other uh, food establishments have been helping out also. That's actually one of the most interesting parts for me. It's not just... Uh, restaurants working on their own to feed the frontliners but it seems that there's a lot of coordination involved between the different restaurants and even the people doing the logistics like the delivery work and the coordinating with the hospitals it seems like a very big operation um if i may ask how did you first get involved or decide to get involved with frontline feeders okay um so frontline feeders is actually a program established by carla reyes carla reyes is the you know um, she owns Plaza Catering, Plaza Ham. Their family is 
the family of aristocrat, she has go to people uh, already for times of crisis. This isn't the first crisis we've ever faced. No? Nagkaroon ng mga bagyo, um, different typhoons, different like an earthquake or whatever, whatnot, flooding. The, the food industry is always part of the ano nga, uh, parang kami yung next in line na frontliners because every everyone has to eat. Um, everyone has, we have to make sure that people are still well nourished during this time. So that's been our role ever since. When I only had Pino before as my restaurant, we would always serve Ateneo, for example, because we would make the food, they would send the food to us, kunwari, uh, canned goods or relief goods. Um, Chef Ed, Ito relief goods, can you cook it so that when it goes to yung mga relief center, luto na, pwede na nila kainin kaagad. So that's how we would always work. Um, then eventually, uh, this is how it happened. Frontline Feeders was established by Carla. She talked to all her chef friends, hey, are you operational? We said, yeah. Um, are you feeding frontliners? Yeah. We have to coordinate because hindi pwede yung bara-bara. For example, today, topakin ka lang. Uh, I want to send to... Blank hospital, X hospital, because it's beside my house. Eh, paano kung everyone is feeding that hospital na pala? Diba? They don't need food. So, number one, the food will go to waste. Number right. two, the tertiary uh, hospitals, like, let's say, yung mga nasa, yung mga, the smaller ones, the non-private ones, the government ones, baka walang nagpapakain dun. Hence, the need for a greater coordination amongst all of the food establishments that are helping out. So it's not just me. There are chefs who are actually cooking from home and other, I know, other other restaurants. If you had to give like um, estimate, I guess, or a guess at the scale of the operation, how many different chefs, like we're talking home kitchens, restaurants, etc., do you think are involved with frontline feeders right now? Wild guess, ano, thirty yung alam ko sa frontline feeders na chat, but these are the representatives lang. It's not just uh, for for certain ano uh, restos, de ba? Because like me, I represent three restaurants. Gagad four restaurants, so there are several ano um, moving pieces involved. I believe there are even more um, establishments. Like I know the Ray Tree Group of Chef Kalel Chan. I don't think they're part of the frontline feeders, but I see them preparing food every day. Hundreds of ano, uh, packs, and I think thousands pa kasi pang hotel levels ang ginagawa nila. So, yeah, this, this is, it's, it's a massive scale. We have to feed all hospitals. Um, even Mimi and Bros, we had to supply last week hospitals all the way in Alabang. Not just the ones within BGC. Our restaurant is in BGC. We had to serve ano, hospitals that are way out there also. So, yun, there has to be a conscious effort na government hospitals, private hospitals, tertiary hospitals, lahat yan mapakain pa rin. It's funny that you mentioned Mimi and Bros now. Because, um, personally, I'm a big fan. When I was doing my internship in PGC, I ate there more times than I'm proud to say. The chicken is really good. Thank you. But um, Thank on you. the topic no, of the food, because um, I'm sure as a chef, no, you want to keep the food quality high. You want to deliver at the same level. But at the same time, no, the, the, quali- the quantity is so massive. So I wanted to ask you, what exactly do you consider? When choosing the menu for frontliners, like do you think about price, flavor, shelf life, ease of preparation, etc.? Like, what would your top factors be in figuring out what food are we going to serve uh, these frontliners? Honestly, for for this kind of you know, of operation, you have to be very practical about it. Tamis nabi mo shelf life. You 
you cannot assume that the moment you deliver the food, kakainin nila kaagad yan. What if they're tending to patients? What if they're busy? So, standard. It, it has to be proteins that won't spoil immediately. Sauces that aren't that, it doesn't have too much dairy that will spoil. So maybe something like an adobo. Anything with vinegar will last, diba? Um And wag daw yung pancit. Kasi we had to take that into consideration. Apparently, it's bad luck to send pancit to hospitals. Wow, I didn't know really? that. Yeah, it's something about them saying about the long life and when you eat the pancit That's so weird because don't, isn't it in Chinese tradition, if you eat the long like birthday noodle, your uh, life is supposed they, to become longer. I, I forgot, yeah, I forgot the exact saying, um, the exact uh, thinking behind it. But there, there is a superstition na don't send pancit out to the hospital. So none of the frontline feeders are preparing pancit. Um, we've been also making sure it's nutritious. Kasi you have to build up your immune system. So a lot of fruits and veggies in our meals. Um, so there. And of course, it has to be tasty. Um, it can't be... Alam mo yun, pagod ka na nga, tapos bibigyan mo sila ng parang latak lang na food. You might as well exactly. make it good. I super resonate with what you said earlier no, about the shelf life because I was recently reading an article online no, that most frontliners consider themselves lucky if they can even eat like within the day before their shift is over. So I think it's really important you consider that. Another thing I was curious about, no, um, I was looking at the poster that Mimi and Bros came out with. Um, you said that each donation of 100 pesos will go towards one full meal for the frontliners. I think that that's a lot of mileage for the quality of food that you aim to deliver. But how do you, I guess, make sure that the donations can keep up with the demand for the food? It's a, I know, it's a fine, it's a fine line between knowing how much to prepare and also understanding till when can we say yes? Because funds will always be finite, no? They'll always be limited. But you know, knock on wood, God's good graces, we've been getting donations both in cash and in kind. So that's why we've been man been able to manage our costs. Um, for transparency's sake, we also opened our restaurant for yung normal namin na, our regular menu for pickup and delivery. So that kahit papano, if you buy from our regular menu, we get to cover for the other expenses, the operational expenses that go into feeding the frontliners, like yung pasweldo na mga ano na mga tao namin. Um, not a lot of people know this, but the F&B industry all over the world is very notorious for being uh, one of the few industries that no work, no pay. So if you don't go to work today, you won't get paid today. So paano yan? We're in lockdown, diba? And all of the restaurants are closed. So with this, feeding the frontliners and actually opening up our restaurant again, I'll, um, even if it's using a skeleton crew, uh, means that we get to pay our staff, number one. And number two, we get to feed everyone. Feed. We even feed the grab riders that come and get the food that delivers to the hospitals. Because sometimes they don't know what they eat. So we make sure we prepare a table for them. Oh, kumain na kayo. Ito, kumain na muna kayo bago kayo mag-deliver. Because this is like 400 packs today that you have to deliver to Makati. The F&B industry also is the most equipped actually to do this operation. Because to begin with, marunong na kami na mga safety and sanitation practices. Eh. We, we practice that every single day because the lives of our customers and the health of our customers are at stake. Let's say, maganda loob mo. You're just at home, whatever. Oh, I want to cook for frontliners now. I want to make carbonara because it's good, right? But if you're not like in a restaurant setting or in a scale food food service uh, setting na, that feeds in scale, 
hindi mo alam na yung carbonara, may cream yan, may pasta yan, panisin yung mga ingredients na yan. So the F&B industry should step up. It's not something na parang, uy, ang bait nyo naman, gagaling nyo naman. No, we have a moral obligation to step up because we're the most well-equipped to serve the frontliners right now. So similar to the doctors no, who uh, put their lives on the line because they're the ones who are equipped with the medical skills. You see it necessary. You know? It's not even a question of should we, it's we should. Uh, because you are the most capable of delivering the food that's good quality Correct. and also safe enough. Because we don't want to put our frontliners at any risk of food poisoning or eating food Correct. that's gone bad or even food that might be infected uh, or might be carrying particles of the virus. Correct. So all of those things are super important to take into consideration, as you mentioned. Scaling it down a bit, um, I know that you also have a cooking channel on YouTube now where you post different food hacks. Again, um, yes. fan, um, <laughs> when you came out with the devil, <laughs> When you came out with the devil's rice recipe, I think I when I cooked it at home, I based it off your video. Turned out well, so shout out. Yeah, watch right. that channel. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, it's Chef Edward on YouTube. Going back to the cooking channel though, I've noticed that for the past few uh, days or weeks, you've also been posting some tips for cooking at home now. So i just like to ask you, do you have any tips for anyone listening who might be cooking for uh, people at home during this quarantine, you know, for their families, for themselves, for whoever? Um, I've been cooking several recipes at home. Uh, a lot of them are stir fries, stuff that you don't, it's not fussy to cook. Because not everyone has ovens at home. You can't assume that, oh, you bake this, uh, it's like a lasagna. Not everyone has an uh, oven at home. Not everyone has a deep fryer at home. Not everyone knows how to deep fry. Baka maging hazard pa. And we do not want to add more people in the ERs right now right. in hospitals. So it's a very good time to brush up on your cooking skills. On your food preparation skills, my tip is, you know, um, read up, be, be nerds right now. Make sure your knives are all sharp. Kasi mas mapural yung knife mo, mas may chance na yan lumusot sa food and lumusot yan sa daliri mo. <laughs> so make sure they're super sharp so that what you're trying to slice gets sliced immediately. If you want to eat canned goods or relief goods, whatever, di ba yung galing sa mga barangay nyo, try to mix in uh, ano, um, healthy food also like veggies. Do you want to eat pancit canton? Why, why not put a couple of ano, um, broccoli florets into it so that you can at least build up your immune system also. That's that's key right now eh, during this uh, epidemic, during this pandemic. You need to keep on building up your immune system. Um, those are my tips. If you want to cook at home, cook anything you have. You don't have to go out and say, Oh, nakita ko sa recipe ng favorite chef ko. May ganito, may ganyan na ingredients. Study what they cook. Check what's in your pantry and then adapt. You do not have to um, spend extra. So whatever's in your refs, your pantry, go for it. I think right now, you know, when you're cooking at home especially, since it's difficult to go out and buy groceries and it's not the safest. And, you know, there are a lot of people also who don't really have that many resources. It's really more of a matter of practicality. I mean, if you can make it taste good, that's perfect. That's great. But what should be on top is the nutrition and making sure that everyone's well-fed and they can get through the day. I'm sure that this past month or these past few weeks have been very hectic for you. No? It's, it must have been really crazy getting the a whole operation together and now putting out so many plates every day, catering to the different hospitals. I'd like to ask you personally, what has your favorite part of the experience been so far? As hectic as it's been. Favorite part, I'll be honest, is ano, awareness of ano, cooking within the whole society, the whole metro right now. That anyone and everyone can actually cook. So that's a good thing that I see. I mean, I don't want to mention the the feeding the frontliners because it's 
it's not feel good. Eh. I feel that it's an obligation, as I mentioned earlier. Eh, right. Na we have to feed them. I can't feel good, de ba? Parang buat bangku masadin. Parang yeah, you know, we fed frontliners. Ang galing namin, de ba? Ang pangit, eh. It's it shouldn't be that way. It should be hey, we fed them because we can, de ba? Uh, we can and we should. I feel good is I thought yun yah. I thought a lot of people have been messaging me. Hey, I thought I didn't know how to cook, didn't know how to bake. I've posted a couple of recipes on how to make bread. People have been making bread at home and they've been so happy about it. Um, Nakayang-kaya pala, madali lang pala. And number two also, I'm happy, feel good na people actually do donate up till now. The funds have been, the donations have been trickling in, be it in cash and in kind. Just last night in the frontline feeders, we have a chat room so that we can all coordinate all donations also. We had like literally 50,000 50, 50, pieces of takoyaki donated by a, by a stall. Diba? Tuloy-tuloy eh. Parang, oh, you guys wanna ano, feed uh, takoyaki to the hospitals for merienda? Oh, game! Coming that game! Pipretuin na lang namin yan and put mayonnaise, diba? And ano, bonito flakes. So, it's been an amazing experience na hindi tumitigil. There is donor fatigue. It's true, and that's why I wanted I wanted to take this opportunity to tell people na hey, we're still open for donations. Game lang kung meron kayong gusto donate, kaya nyo magdonate go. Because the the others who have donated sa first wave, sure, limited din naman yung funds nila. I super love your take on I guess what you'd call service, no? Na it's not even a matter of saying we're we're so good because we were able to do it, no? But hmm. it's really your obligation, and it's really something that you just feel you have to do personally because you're the ones who are capable. I think do what you can is a very applicable message for these times. Especially for the people who say, oh, I'm just at home, there's not much I can do. When in fact, there, there is something you can do. Like even taking care of your you family, cleaning up, feeding people in your immediate surroundings, or just keeping everything clean and making sure you don't get infected. But that's already right. a contribution in a way to making sure that this COVID-19 outbreak stops as soon as it can, or we can at least get it under control. So right. just to close it off now, I'd like to ask, do you have any words of advice or tips or resources for anyone who wants to help cook for our frontliners or who wants to help support those cooking for our frontliners? For those who want to help, number one is coordinate. You have to coordinate. Hindi pwede yung, yung maganda lang yung loob mo na you're just gonna cook randomly. You have to have a target. You have to understand once you commit, there's no turning back. Kasi aasa sa'yo eh. Diba yung hospitals? Hindi pwede yung Maganda lang yung gising mo today. I'm gonna prepare 50 packs for Blank Hospital today. Hindi pwede. It has to be you know, consistent. Coordinate with Frontline Feeders PH. They accept cash. They accept um, donations in kind. You can coordinate with us also. Uh, Mimi and Bros. Mimi and Bros is we're on Instagram and Facebook. You can let us know if you'd want to help out. It's just a hundred bucks per meal. It's just 100 pesos. It covers everything. Sagot na rin namin yung delivery charge. And it's not easy to deliver, ano ah, like 300 pack meals. That's Hindi like kaya ni Grab Driver yan, ba? Yeah, so we have to hire yung mga malalaking van to deliver it. So this 100 pesos covers operational expenses. I am, I am really imploring people that if you can, please donate. If you cannot donate, spread the word. It's that easy. Just share, repost. Um, one click lang naman ang hinihingi namin sa inyo. Kasi we know that everyone naman, we're not all in the same boat here na, ah, may extra money si ganito, ganyan, no? 
you you cannot you cannot tell that to people eh. so if you cannot donate financially or with you know goods let us do the cooking spread the word help us out right well said um, i hope everyone who's listening keeps that in mind i'll probably post some links to um, frontline you. feeders and also Mimi and Bros in the description of this video or at the end so you can check that out if you want to help donate yourself or you want to spread the word so with that Chef Ed thank you so much for your time again I'm sure you're super busy right now so anytime you can give is very appreciated um, I do have one last question I'd like to ask sure can I get your uh, chicken recipe no I'm just kidding that's a forbidden <laughs> question <laughs> No, it's fine. I mean, you know, it's it's the, the chicken is easy, but you know, um, it took us. It's funny. Out of all my restaurants, you would think fried chicken is the simplest thing to cook, right? No way. But it's actually, yeah, it's actually the most complicated. It took us the longest to R and D. So my advice for it is just really try every recipe you find online, see what works best for you. We we combined like a billion recipes into this like and a billion techniques and we saw what worked best and there and there's also equipment involved we had to invest in a in a pressure fryer so that it cooks it keeps the juices in no na i was i'm a chef eh ang chef ayaw masyadong maraming toys they're like hey i, I will rely on my skills you know i, I can cook it well <laughs> then you find out that all the other chicken places all over the world have that pressure fryer so i'm like okay i'm buying one <laughs> yeah well, yeah. Um, well, if you can't figure out the recipe at home, well, you can just order your chicken from Mimi and Bros. Still open for exactly. business. Support yes, the operations. So with that, um, that's thank the end you. of this episode. Uh, thank you so much. Once again, I'm Rafa. This is Chef Ed. And thank you for watching. Thank you.